0: Hello and welcome to ZF1 Amateur Podcast hosted by me, Homura Ruth. I hope you're doing well. I hope life is going just as well as you'd like it to. But if it's not, I always say take it to the Lord Jehovah in prayer, and hopefully, some Formula One will cheer you up. If you're new to this podcast channel, well, thank you very much for joining us. I hope you subscribe and share it with another motorsports lover. And if you've been here from day one or you joined us along the way, well, thank you very much. Your support means the world to me. Now, this is a Formula One post-race commentary podcast, which means that I watch events that happen at a Grand Prix weekend, summarize them, and then come on here and share them with you. So I've been doing that since late 2020. So through 2021, 2022, and now 2023, I am still covering Formula One. So if you ever missed a race or would like to catch up on one, you most definitely will find it on this podcast channel. Now, today's episode is about the Formula One Crypto.com Miami Grand Prix 2023. That's the official name. And because that's such a mouthful, I'll constantly refer to it as the Miami Grand Prix. It's the fifth race of the season that we've had from the 23-race calendar that we have this year. So the first race of the season was in Bahrain, where we saw Max Verstappen win, Sergio Perez came second, Fernando Alonso finished third. Then we went to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, where Sergio Perez won the race, Max came second, and Alonso finished third. Then we went to Australia, where Max won the race, Lewis finished second, and Alonso finished third. And then just last week, we were in Baku, where Sergio Perez won the race. Max finished second, and Charles Leclerc came third. Now, coming into the Miami Grand Prix, Max Verstappen is leading the driver's standings with 93 points. Sergio Perez is behind him with 87 points. Then you have Alonso with 60 points. Lewis with 48 points, and Carlos Sainz Jr. with 34 points ahead of his teammate Charles Leclerc, who has 28 points. When it comes to the constructor standings, it is Red Bull leading with 180 points. They are followed by Aston Martin with 87 points, then Mercedes with 76 points, Ferrari with 62 points, and in fifth place is McLaren with only 14 points. Now, we've been racing in Miami for, this is going to be the second year because we first went racing there last year in 2022. And it was Max that won the race, Charles Leclerc came second, Sainz finished third, Perez finished fourth, and George Russell finished in fifth place. However, last year the drivers complained about the track surface, so this year it was resurfaced. I believe you saw at one point in Drive to Survive the latest season... Charles Leclerc, when he arrived on the track at Miami, he touched, you know, the surface of the track and talked about, I think, I don't know what he said, but, you know, he didn't really compliment the track. So, and I believe a number of drivers also talked about the surface of the track. So this year, it was resurfaced just to make racing easier for the drivers. There are also a few changes that were made to the DRS zones. The track has three DRS zones and they were shortened. So I believe that makes them less powerful. Now, speaking of the track, we race at the Miami International Autodromo, which is found in Miami Gardens in Florida. The circuit has a length of about 5.412 kilometers. That is 3.63 miles, if you prefer calculating in miles. Drivers do 57 laps here, and they cover a race distance of about 308.326 kilometers, which is about 191.584 miles. The current lap record is held by the one and only Max Verstappen, who set it last year, of course, because it was the first time we went racing there. It is a one-minute point, point, 31.361. That's going to be pretty hard to bid, but we'll see somebody who did bid it. Now, when it comes to success in the United States of America, nobody has had the most like Sir Lewis Hamilton. He has won on U.S. soil six times. He has won once at Indianapolis, I'm sure I pronounced the place wrong, but you get it. And five times in Austin, Texas, which is where we go racing almost every year on the Formula One calendar. Now, this year in the United States, we're going racing in three places. We'll race in Las Vegas, Miami, where we are right now, and the traditional one, Austin, Texas, which is where we've been for quite a while now. Now, when it comes to winning in the United States here, just a few facts facts but statistics of the past winners since 2018. The one who won in 2018 was a fan favorite for a lot of people. Unfortunately he retired from F1 that is none other than the Iceman Kimi Raikkonen. Then in 2019 it was Valtteri Bottas that won and then came the Max Dominance from 2021 Max won the race and then in 2022 he won twice in the United States because we went racing in two on two circuits in the united states of america so that is a pretty good introduction about the miami grand prix let's take a short break and when we return we'll dive into the qualifying session oh i forgot to mention it is logan Sargent's home grand prix like literally home grand prix because i believe he was raised in miami florida at least he began karting in miami so it is his home grand prix Okay, sorry for interrupting the show, but you probably love motorsport because you're listening to my podcast and I'm grateful for that. So if you love Formula E Motorsport, the motorsport series, why not listen to my newest Formula E podcast called Z Formula E Podcast? It's all about motorsport. I bring you the latest races in motorsport, the drivers, what happens on the tracks and off the tracks and why Formula E is a newer sport you should be interested in. So just look for Z Formula E podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or Google Z Formula E podcast and you'll be sure to listen in. And then, aside from that, yes, I'm a woman of many talents and many passions. I also have a podcast dedicated to the beauty of Uganda. As you know, I am from Uganda. I'm from Kampala, Uganda. And I love to share the beauty of Uganda with the rest of the world, which is why I started my other podcast called Z Humara Show. So if you'd be interested in that, just look for Z Humara Show on your favorite podcasting platform or Google Z Humura Show. All right, let's go back to Formula One welcome back from that short break now let's get into the qualifying for the miami grand prix 2023 now i must say this if you're a formula one expert please bear with us because sometimes i like to explain even the most basic things in f1 because sometimes people are listening in who don't really understand the sport but they would like to understand the sport so here's how a formula one grand prix weekend works most of the times. So you will have two uh, practice sessions on Friday. They're usually called free practice one and free practice two, but nobody says it in full. So you just say FP1 and FP2. And that is essentially, you know, for drivers to come out on the track, get your grips with the track understand how the track works understand where the corners are and it also helps the engineers be able to pick up you know data on how the car is performing get an idea of which tires would work best you know what to improve on the car then on saturday you have the third practice session which is usually known as fb3 free practice three and then later on in the day you have a qualifying session now the qualifying session is meant to determine who starts at the front who starts in the middle who starts at the back come the race day on Sunday because F1 tracks are not built wide enough to accommodate all 20 cars starting on the same line. Now, the qualifying session, which is what we're going to go through, lasts for an hour, and it is divided into three quarters with intervals in between. You have quarter one, which lasts for about 18 minutes, quarter two, which lasts for 15 minutes, and quarter three, which lasts for 12 minutes. Now, in the first quarter, you have... people would refer to as Q1 so in Q1 you'd have 20 drivers go out onto the track not to race each other but to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set at the end of that quarter the five slowest drivers are eliminated from further qualifying procedures or further qualifying sessions essentially Q2 and Q3 and they will occupy the grid places from place 20 to place I believe 16 on the grid cam race day. Then you have an interval, then you come back for Q2. In Q2, you now have 15 drivers, because five were eliminated in Q1. These 15 drivers go out onto the track to try and set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. And at the end of the session, the five slowest drivers are eliminated from qualifying in Q3. And they occupy grid places from 15 to 11 on the grid cam race day on Sunday. Now in Q3, you have the 10 the 10 drivers left. So these drivers go out onto the truck and try to set the fastest lap times that they could possibly set. At the end of the session, the fastest driver takes ball position, which means they start in grid place one, come wristy, and then the second fastest takes second place, the third fastest takes third place, and so on till the 10th person in q three. So that's how it works. I hope you understand it now. Now, just Quick overview of what happened in on Friday. On Friday, we saw red flags for Nigel Halkenberg and Charles Leclerc, who both ended up in the barriers. Then we also got to see Max Verstappen topping the timing shits in two practice sessions. However, he was struggling with his head risk that was giving him discomfort. Then last weekend in Baku. Last weekend was a really long weekend. It had a totally different format to what we talked about today, but you can find that on the podcast, which is the previous podcast episode. But last weekend in Baku, Oscar Piastri wasn't feeling well due to food poisoning. However, thank God, this weekend he was doing just fine. All right, now let's quickly go through what happened in each quarter. In Q1, we saw Alex Albon as the first driver out on the track, followed by Logan Sargent, home driver. Then with 15 minutes left on the clock, we saw Nico Harkenberg sliding at turn 16 and clipping the wall with his right rear tire. We also saw Lewis Hamilton being pitted right after clipping the wall as he was trying to avoid crashing into Kevin Magnussen, who was ahead of him and driving slowly. Now, at the end of the session, it was Londoners Yuki Soda, Lance Stroll, Oscar Piastri and home driver Logan Sargent that were eliminated from the session. In Q2, we saw Max Verstappen as the first driver out on the track with his teammate Sergio Perez. We saw George Russell and Lewis Hamilton come out shortly after on used tires, and so did the house drivers. They were also on used tires. And then at one point, Sergio Perez clipped the wall on a lap, so probably affected him. Then we also saw Nico to pit towards the end of, you know, the session, and that affected him because he failed to improve his lap times. Now, at the end of the session, he was eliminated alongside Alex Albon, Lewis Hamilton, Joe Guanyu and Nick De Vries. Now in Q3, we saw Max Verstappen as the first driver out and he was on fresh tyres alongside his teammate Sergio Perez. Then, fast forward to seven minutes left on the clock, Charles Leclerc locked up at turn 17 and was seventh fastest. Now with two minutes left on the clock, Charles Leclerc spun off at turn six and ended up into the wall on his second lap. And that prompted a red flag the red flag came out with just one minute and about 36 seconds left on the clock and when it came out the session was ended so unfortunately Charles Leclerc qualified in seventh place because that's the lap time that he got in Max Verstappen ended up in ninth place because he hadn't set a time while his teammate Sergio Perez grabbed pole position because he had set a time earlier now here are your qualifying results for the Miami Grand Prix Sergio Perez started on pole. Sorry, he qualified on pole. Fernando Alonso qualified second. Carlos Steins Jr. qualified third. Kevin Magnussen impressively in a Haas, qualified in fourth place. Pierre Gasly qualified fifth. George Russell qualified sixth. And Charles Leclerc qualified seventh. Esteban Ocon qualified eighth. Max Verstappen qualified ninth, albeit he did not finish his lap. Voltaire Bottas qualified tenth, even though he hadn't said a lap time. But the thing is, he had qualif- He had made it to Q3, so he naturally took up the last spot. In 11th place was Alex Albon. Nick Hakenbach qualified 12th. Lewis Hamilton, Lewis Hamilton sorry, qualified 13th. And I believe this is the first time he started outside the top 10 in the USA. Joe Yu qualified 14th. Nick DeVries qualified 15th. lando Norris qualified 16th. Yuki Sunoda qualified 17th. Lanstraw qualified 18th, Oscar Piastri qualified 19th, and home driver Logan Sargent qualified in 20th place. Welcome back from that short break. Now let's get into the race itself. Now, this is our second time in Miami and drivers do 57 laps on this circuit that has a length of about 5.412 kilometers. That's about 3.363 miles. It has 19 corners, 12 of them are to the left and 7 of them are to the right. And drivers are expected to reach top speeds of about 349.3 kilometers per hour. And if you prefer miles, that's about 217 miles per hour. It has three DRS zones that have been shortened and the official tire supplier, as has been every race, purely brought the C3, sorry, the C2 hard tire, the C3 medium tire and the C4 soft tire. Now, when it came to the tire choices, the top seven drivers from Leclerc up to Sergio Perez started the race on medium tires because they believed them to be the best. Then we saw Esteban Ocon and Max Verstappen being brave enough to start on the hard tires. And then the rest of the grid was mixing it up. Now, let's go through the race, shall we? On lap one, we saw Sergio Perez lead Alonso beautifully. He maintained lead of the race. Nobody was going to take that from him. At least not with the Red Bull, because the Red Bull this season is on fire. Now, we saw Londoner is running wide, but eventually making it back on track. So he started in 16th and dropped down to 19th. But he didn't just run wide. It was because Nick DeVries hit him in the back. Now, Nick, who had started in 15th place, also dropped to 20th place after hitting Londoners in the back. We saw Kevin Magnussen, who had qualified in 4th place, drop three positions to 7th. We saw Lewis Hamilton running very wide in a corner. And that cost him a place because he dropped to 14th place. And then we saw Charles Leclerc moving up a place into 6th. And Oscar Piastri, who had started in 19th place, moving up into 14th place, impressively done. On lap 2, we started to see the power of the Red Bull and Max pushed up it in, in himself. As himself, sorry. He made an overtake on Valtteri Bottas for 8th place. That's when he started climbing up the grid. Then on lap 3, we saw the very first driver, Pete, for, uh, Pete in the race. And that was Logan Sargent. He was running in 20th place, as we had talked about, because that's where he qualified. Now, he pitted Quite early on lap 3, because those tyres were not old at all, he pitted because he had to change his front wing that had been damaged. Now, on lap 4, we saw Charles Leclerc trying to overtake Kevin Magnussen. Now, Charles was running, in, in, um, was running right behind Kevin Magnussen. And as he tried to make the overtake on Kevin Magnussen, Max pushed up and took opportunity and made an overtake on both of them, thereby settling himself up into 6th place. We also saw Esteban Ocon make an overtake on Nico Halkenbach for 10th place. And then we saw Valtteri Bottas start chasing Charles Leclerc. Now by lap 5, it was Oscar Piastri in 14th place who was the only driver in soft tyres, which meant that he was going to pit more than once in a 57-lap race. Now on the following lap, McLaren decided that both their drivers should pit and get the hard tyres because... A few laps in, everybody was starting to realize that it was the hard tyres that were doing quite well. You, We talked about Esteban Ocon making an overtake. We talked about Max Verstappen climbing up the ladder. It was genuinely people on hard tyres that were doing much better than people on the medium tyres, which is what most of the drivers at the top had opted for, and a good number of the others at the bottom as well. Now, on lap 6, both McLaren drivers pitted for hearts. Piastri returned on the grid in 18th place. Remember, he had been in 14th place the previous lap. So he returns to the grid in 18th place, ahead of his teammate Landon Norris in 19th, who had dropped because of the collusion with Nick DeVries. And Lando was ahead of Logan Sargent, who was stuck in 20th place. Now, on this lap as well, we saw Max Verstappen in 6th place with DRS and George Russell, who was running in 5th place. So Max was really chasing down George Russell. In fact, he even set the fastest lap of the race on this particular lap. And you have to remember he was running on hard tyres Well, George Russell was running on medium tyres. And on this circuit, for some reason today, not today, but yesterday, the hard tyres were really, really doing better. Well, it is actually today for me. The time zone difference meant everything weird, but it is the same day as the race happened for me. Now, on lap 9, we saw Max Verstappen finally making the overtake on George Russell for 5th place. And immediately after that happened, George Russell came on radio to say that he had vibrations on his brakes. And then towards the end of the lap, we saw Max Verstappen make another overtake on Pierre Gasly for 4th place. So Gasly dropped to 5th. And unfortunately for Gasly, on lap 10, George Russell overtook him for 5th place. So he dropped to 6th ahead of Kevin Magnussen and Charlotte Clare. One thing about this track that I realized, at least for this race... People who were able to make overtakes made so many of them. And then those who were stuck without being making, without being able to make overtakes failed to make overtakes. So we saw Kevin Magnussen and Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc chased Kevin Magnussen. It was such a chase that, you know, gave him a hard time and spent a lot of his time, you know, doing that. And probably was, you know, damaging his task because you're chasing somebody you're not catching up to. We also saw on lap 11, there was a battle for 10th place. In fact, there was a DRS train that was formed between Valtteri Bottas in 10th, Nico back in 11th, Alex Albon in 10th, and Lewis Hamilton in 13th. So that train was holding up Lewis Hamilton. Anyway, f- later on, lap 12, we saw Sergio Perez in 1st place and Max Verstappen in 4th place, setting the fastest laps simultaneously. I'm telling you, Sergio Perez would set the fastest lap then. Max Verstappen would take it. Then, you know, Sergio Perez would take it. Then Max would take it. They were just going at it. They are the fastest cars on the grid. Nobody should argue about that. They have so much pace. Maybe the Aston Martin of Alonso could try, you know, to come. And, you know, I don't know, give them a bit of a headache. But I wouldn't think that that's necessarily the Aston Martin being able to do that. I think that is a driving ability of Fernando Alonso because you also see Lance in and Aston Martin, but he's nowhere close to what Alonso is doing to the rebels. So anyway, on lap 13, into turn one, we saw Charles Leclerc overtake Kevin Magnussen. But Kevin Magnussen quickly regained his place back. So Charles Leclerc continued chasing. I beg your pardon. So we saw Charles Leclerc continuing to chase Kevin Magnussen. Meanwhile, Max Verstappen in, was now chasing down Carlos Sainz Jr. for third place. And by the next lap on lap 14, he managed to make an overtake on Sainz for third place. So Sainz dropped to fourth ahead of Russell. Now Max began chasing Alonso for second. I don't understand the Ferrari. I, I just don't get it. It gives the impression of being fast, but then it does not deliver that that fastness that it gives you the impression of because you see Charlotte having a hard time chasing down a horse and then you see okay that is expected you know Red Bull overtaking a a Ferrari you know Max overtaking signs but it is not such a great season for them is it they're still trying but you I may be able to say this boldly I don't think they may take any, driver, <laughs> any driver's championship this year. Well, I could be wrong because we have twenty a 23 race calendar. But so far, mm-mm, it does not look good for them. It is okay, but it is not what Ferrari is expected to achieve. Anyway, we see on Lab 15... Kevin Magnussen in 7th place, pitting and dropping down to 17th place. So he pits for the hard tyres and comes out in 17th place ahead of Lando Norris in 18th, Piastri in 19th and Logan Sargent in 20th. We also see Max Verstappen managing to make the overtake on Fernando Alonso for 2nd place now lap 16 a few laps after lap 11 Lewis finally manages to break through the dearest train and he manages to make overtakes that see him settle in ninth place now the next lap on lap 17 we saw the Red Bulls together because Max was now in second place Perez was in first place see Max had more pace than Perez and he had the advantage of being on hard tyres which were performing better than the medium tyres that Perez was on. In fact, I think Sergio Perez's tyres had started graining by then. Now on lap 18, we saw Ferrari trying a different strategy because they pitted their driver Charles Leclerc who was running in 8th place for hard tyres. When he pitted, he rejoined the race in 15th place behind, guess who, Kevin Magnussen again. The following lap, they pit their other driver, Carlos Sainz Jr., who was in fourth. And he comes up behind Lewis Hamilton in seventh place on the hard tires. Now then, that's not all. When Carlos Sainz Jr. was going into the pit lanes, into the pit lane, sorry, it's one pit lane. He locked up and he hit the brakes really hard. I think he was really speeding up and then he tried to slow down to hit the, you know, uh the speed that he's supposed to hit as he enters the pit lane i think that's about 80 kilometers per hour you know it's supposed to go more than that but i stand to be corrected on that one as he tried to lower the speed uh, you know his speeding uh, his speed you get what i'm saying he locked up as he hit the white line going into the pit lane and the stewards noted that now when he comes out of the pit lane he overtakes lewis for sixth place and he starts chasing down nico halkenberg now at the top of the grid Sergio Perez is called to box and he comes out on the hard tires in fourth place. Now, before we talk about Saja Perez, you just have to know that at this point, Carlos Sainz Jr., I think, was noted by the stewards for that incident, which I think I said earlier. Now, Saja Perez is called to box. He comes out on the hard tires, he drops off the mediums. His teammate, Max Verstappen, is on the medium, is on the hard tires, which is what Perez gets. But later on in the race, Interestingly enough, Max Verstappen has to get the medium tires when he boxes, so that was quite interesting to note. Anyway, a lap 21, signs makes another overtake on Nico Hakenberg on fresher hard tires for fifth place, and then we hear Max Verstappen saying his upshifts, up shifts sorry, are non-functional. But you know, I don't believe what those guys say, Max and Lewis, because Lewis will be like, my tires are out, and then he sets the fastest lap of the race. You're like. Anyway, later on we see Sergio Perez make an overtake on Esteban Ocon for third place. And then on lap 23, Carlos Sainz Jr. is given a five second penalty for speeding in the pit lane. Now on the 24th lap, Lewis Hamilton made an overtake on Nico back for 6th place. And George Russell, his teammate, made an overtake on Lance Stroll for 9th place. Now on the 25th lap, Fernando Alonso, eh, who is running in second place, pitted and rejoined the race in 5th behind Sainz in 4th place. So at this point in the race, everyone is now running on hard tyres because they have seen that they work best on this track at the moment. Now, on lap 27, with the help of DRS, Fernando Alonso overtakes Carlos Sainz Jr. for 4th place. Now remember, Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari had tried to make the undercut on Alonso by pitting 6 laps earlier than him on lap 19. However, it seems the Ferrari is no match for the Aston Martin, but I think it's no match for the Aston Martin and Alonso because Stroll is also in an Aston Martin, but we don't see him giving, you know, this kind of headache to other drivers. Now, at lap 29, we see Russell overtaking Halkenberg for 7th place behind, his, and he up behind his teammate Lewis in 6th. Then lap 30 we see Esteban Ocon in fourth place in trouble because he hadn't pitted yet and he was being chased by Carlos Sainz who was on fresher tires yet. Remember Carlos had just pitted a few laps earlier and Ocon hadn't pitted albeit he was on the hard tires that were performing better but Sainz had fresher hard tires so that was dangerous for them. Now, on lap 32, we see, well, what happened is that earlier on, Lewis was told by his engineer that Russell is coming and that, you know, there's not going to be team orders to stop him from coming after you. And eventually on this lap, Russell makes the overtake on Lewis for sixth place. And interestingly, after Russell makes the overtake, he comes on the radio and thanks the team for letting that happen. That was so interesting to hear. Now, we get to see another overtake on lap 35, and that is Carlos Sainz Jr. overtaking Esteban Ocon for 4th place. But remember, Ocon sorry, had him pitted, and you also have to remember that Sainz has a 5-second penalty, so it's better for him to make up so many places because that 5-second penalty is going to hurt him in one way. Now, lap 36, we saw George Russell making an overtake on Esteban Ocon for fifth place. He continued making more overtakes, and this time it was on Carlos Sainz Jr. on the following lap, so he moved himself up into fourth place. Meanwhile, Russell's teammate Lewis was stuck in seventh place. Now, by lap 38, Charles Leclerc was making up places. It seems like the hard tires were the right choice. Having qualified in seventh place, he had dropped to 15th after pitting, but by the 38th lap, he was up into ninth place. Now, lap 40, interestingly, Nico Halkenbach set the fastest lap of a race. He was running in 15th place. And I know you remember in lap 29, he was running in 8th. But what happened is that when he pitted, he dropped down to 15th place on the grid. Now, still by lap 42, Max Verstappen, who who was leading the race, who was leading Perez in the race, still hadn't pitted. But the thing is, he had started the race on the better tyre choice, which is the hard tyres. And, you know, the hard tyres can go for so long, but not for that, that long. So anytime soon, he had to pit. Now, after waiting for safety car and not seeing one, Lance Stroll in 9th was called to the pits. And when he pitted, he came out in 15th place. And this was only lap 43. Now, apparently, a few drivers were hoping for a safety car, so they might have slightly underfueled the cars, and so they were being told to lift and coast in order to save a fuel. Now, on lap 45, we saw Max eventually pitting for medium tires, which is what most drivers started on and then switched out when they pitted. And so Perez, who had pitted on lap 20 for the hard tires, then took lead of the race, while Max rejoined the race in second place. Now, he started chasing down his teammate because on lap 47, we saw Perez defending himself, you know, mightily from Max Verstappen because Max was about to make the overtake on him on lap 47. However, he couldn't find it any longer because on lap 48, Max Verstappen eventually made the overtake on Sergio Perez into turn one. You know, Max had more pace and he had just pitted for the used mediums and it's Max Verstappen really. So he managed to make the overtake on him. Meanwhile, at the bottom of the grid, home driver Logan Sargent was unfortunately stuck in 20th place. Then on lap 51, we got to see Yuki Tsunoda and Valtteri Bottas battling for 11th place. And then the following lap we saw, with the help of DRS, Lance Stroll making an overtake on Valtteri Bottas for 12th place. And then on the 55th lap, we saw Lewis make an overtake on Charlotte Clare for 6th place. And we still saw the top of a great Max Verstappen still holding the fastest lap of a race. So, Sergio Perez naturally continued chasing down Max Verstappen. But with 37 lap old tyres, he just was not fit for Max Verstappen. And I know you guessed it, you know who won the race. So, Max Verstappen won the Miami Grand Prix. All right, that's a summary. Here are your race results for the Miami 2023 Grand Prix. Max and won the race. Sergio Perez came second. Fernando Alonso grabbed his fourth podium this season. George Russell finished third. Carlos Sainz Jr. finished fifth. Now, you might remember that he had a five-second penalty, but he still maintained his fifth place because he finished nine seconds ahead of Lewis Hamilton. So even if you subtracted five seconds of that, he still maintained his fifth place. Lewis finished 6th, Charles Leclerc finished where he qualified in 7th place, Pierre Gasly finished in 8th, Esteban Ocon finished 9th and Kevin Magnussen grabbed a point for Haas by finishing in 10th place, Yuki Tsunoda finished 11th, Lance Stroll finished 12th, Walter Bottas finished 13th, Alex Albon finished 14th, Nico Hulkenberg finished 15th, Joe Guanyu finished 16th, Lando finished 17th, Nick DeVries finished in 18th place, Oscar Piastri finished in 19th, and unfortunately, Logan Sargent finished in 20th place. Well, that is a summary of what happened at the 2023 Miami Grand Prix. I hope you enjoyed my take on the race, and uh, I hope to see you next time we go racing. Now, remember, if you'd like to connect with me, please do not hesitate. You can find me on Instagram as at humura underscore Ruth. That is spelled as H-U-M-U-R-A underscore Ruth. On Twitter as Humura Ruth as well. And you can interact with me on my motorsports website, which is www.zhumura.com. That is spelled as Z-W-E-H-U-M-U-R-A dot com. Thank you so much for listening in. I will see you when we go racing next time.